It seems like it has been forever since I've had the opportunity to say this, but it's only been two weeks. Well, welcome back to the Carefree and Black Diaries, where we discuss various topics like pop culture, news, politics, and more. I am the host of this podcast, and my name is Shakira. Wow, it felt so foreign saying that, but welcome. If this is your first time hearing my voice, if this is your first time listening to this podcast, we welcome you and encourage you to go ahead and subscribe so you'll be notified every single time we have a new episode. We tend to have new episodes every Tuesday at 9 a.m. Now, don't mind the past two weeks that I have been absent and we have not had an episode. That is because... Um, as I believe most of you know, I am in graduate school right now, so it's a little bit hard for me to balance this and grad school at the same time, and we had finals two weeks ago, and during those finals, I was, um, under extreme amounts of stress, all right, for me to put it bluntly, so that is why we have not had a new episode in two weeks, but we're back. We are back, and welcome, and if you are not a new subscriber, If you've been here for a while, if you've been down for the cause, welcome back. I want to apologize to you all because you all have been riding with me and I really just like up and disappeared and ghosted y'all. So I apologize. Please forgive me. But we're back. And I promise we are back to our regularly scheduled program. I'm not taking summer classes this summer, so you don't have to worry about me having finals and then disappearing again. But... Today we're back and you all know how this goes. We're going to hop into our carefree updates. After our carefree updates, that is when we're going to hop into our topic of the day. All right, so first things first with our carefree updates. Y'all, I am so devastated. I am so sad just because I feel like all of my shows that I like to watch on TV are either ending or they're being canceled. Like Star... I don't care what anybody says star that comes on Fox about the the three girl group that has Ryan Destiny, Queen Latifah, Brandy, um, Amaya Scott, like all of them on the show. I am so sad because the oh and Luke James can't forget about him. The show has been canceled after three seasons and I am so sad. And I think I'm even sadder and more upset because the season finale um, they were at, if you haven't seen her, seen the episode, spoilers ahead, okay, I'm sorry, but in the season finale, it was, um, Ryan Destiny's character, it was her wedding reception, and somebody came in there and shot the wedding up, um, killed her husband's grandma, we saw that Brandy was shot, we saw that, um, the Tracy Ellis not Tracy Ellis Ross yes her brother I cannot think of his name right now he was shot he plays someone's husband on the show um Horatio I believe his name is Horatio I think I'm messing these people's names all up but it was like three or four people shot and then Star who is the star of the show the girl she had just had a baby she decided that she was going to keep her baby she went back to her apartment that is when she discovered that her baby had been kidnapped or taken we don't know but that's how it ended and I have absolutely no closure from that like I feel like now I just have to speculate about what happened and it's just not fair to the viewers so I don't know what Fox has going on over there they also announced today that Empire is ending um they have one more season left their sixth season this one I'm okay with because the way it ended this season I won't spoil that one for you but the way it ended this season it's time like it's time because 
it's a lot of backward and forward in the storyline so it's about time but they did announce that they have no plans of bringing Jesse Smollett back um bringing his character back for the final season of the show but they did say that usually they have 18 episodes in a season but for their final season they plan to have 20 and they have no um intentions right now of bringing him back to the show so i'm a little sad and then also power is ending this season after they premiere this is going to be their last season so i'm sad about that as well so i'm going to have to find some shows that i like that have good storylines that i am into I'm not a Game of Thrones person. I think I'm a little too far back. And at this point, I would just be having to, like, catch up to what's going on because I am so confused. Um, I watch people's tweets on Sundays, and it just seems, like, very entertaining from what people are saying. But I just don't have the time to catch up on it right now. Maybe when things slow down for me a little bit, I don't know. We'll see if I should watch Game of Thrones, if I should binge watch it. Y'all let me know um, one way or another. Just let me know and then I'll do it. But for right now, I have no plans of doing so. So that's our first Carefree update. Now, this next Carefree update is one that I am so excited to tell you all about. It is about the city of San Francisco, which is in California. They took a step today, which is Monday, towards banning the use of facial recognition technology by city agencies, including law enforcement. And this is a direct quote from the Huffington Post. It says, the San Francisco Board of Supervisors Rules Committee voted unanimously to pass an ordinance that will ban any city department from using facial recognition technology or any information obtained from it. It will also require city departments to get approval from the Board of Supervisors before purchasing other surveillance technology. Um, This includes license plate readers, body cameras, and biometric technologies, among other items. And one thing that is so true, it says that the propensity for facial recognition technology to endanger civil rights and civil liberties substantially outweighs its proportionate benefits and the technology will exasperate racial injustice and threaten our ability to live free of continuous government monitoring so one of the things that has been happening recently is um it was a big case with amazon when they had facial recognition a tool that inaccurately matched the faces of 28 lawmakers with people in mugshots and also it disproportionately misidentifies people of color and also people of darker skin tone because it's just not that um that trustworthy so hopefully other cities and hopefully other states follow suit um san francisco has taken a big leap on that and i'm so glad that they are all on one accord California tends to be way more um, ahead of the curve, I guess I'll say, than other cities and states. Uh, I love California. It might be a lot going on out in California, but I love them more so when it comes to um, just government policies. They're very forward thinking, very progressive, and I love that about them. So I'm super excited about that. Now, last but not least, Chadwick Boseman, our James Brown, our Black Panther, our Jackie Robinson, our Thurgood Marshall. I mean, this man has played almost every Black, just prominent character in our culture. He is tapped to play Japan's first Black Samurai. Now, the Samurai, I believe his name is pronounced 
Yasuki. It is spelled Y-A-S-U-K-E. And he was the first and only non-Asian um, person to become a samurai. And that is super, like, super important history that we definitely do not know. I know I didn't know that. Maybe you all didn't know as well. So I think it's going to be very good for us culturally especially just to learn about more history that we have there's so many things that we don't know about our history and about our past um just so much so i'm excited about this and that is the end of our carefree updates i know we haven't talked in two weeks so it's a lot that we can throw into these carefree updates but we're going to leave it at that all right because we got some things to talk about in our topic of the day When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All right, so sometimes I have um, topics or things that I really want to discuss here on the podcast, and sometimes I stray away from them just because I don't want to be controversial, I don't want to offend anyone, but today is not that day. All right, so I started not to talk about this topic this week, but I'm going to do it, and i was going to tell you all you know I'm sorry if this topic offends anyone but then I thought about it and I said why would I apologize for stating how I feel um we've gotten to a point now where it it's weird to say the least like we say everyone is entitled to an opinion but then like when someone voices an opinion that doesn't align with our own opinions um then their opinion is wrong or is invalid. So again, weird time that we're living in. So I want to preface this episode by saying these are my opinions on a particular topic. And if your opinions differ, that is okay. That is what makes the world go around. The fact that we have varying opinions and thoughts and experiences and still come together at the end of the day as a family, as one that is what makes the world go around and I love that we have different opinions and today it's just my opinion it's okay for you to have a separate one a different one all of that good stuff so let's hop right in last Monday was one of my favorite times of the year one of my favorite events I look forward to this event every year um and this event is the Met Gala in New York City so For those of you that aren't familiar with what the Met Gala is, it is an annual fundraising gala for the benefit of the Metropolitan Museum of Arts Costume Institute in New York City. Um, And it also marks the opening of the Costume Institute's annual fashion exhibit. That is a direct quote as to what the Met Gala is. So Anna Wintour, who is the editor-in-chief at Vogue magazine, and she's also the chair of the event, Her, along with other staff, um, I believe Serena Williams was on the board this year, along with a few other people, they put together this list every year of attendees and people who get invites. And every year there is a new theme. And since 
I mean, it's basically like a a high-end costume party. So guests are expected to dress within whatever the theme of that year is. Last year, I believe it was um, Heavenly Bodies. This year was camp. So you'll always have some people that completely go against the grain, um, dress out of the theme. But this podcast episode is not about the Met Gala. This podcast episode is not about costumes or any of that. This episode is about something that happened at this year's gala that really rubbed me the wrong way, to put it lightly. And I've seen some people talk about it here and there, and I've listened to both sides of the spectrum on how people felt about the occurrence. So again, varying opinions make the world go round. But while on the carpet, talking to a journalist, our dear, 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 Tiffany Haddish, um, she pulled a piece of chicken, a piece of fried chicken out of her purse and gave it to a journalist um, because one of the journalists, I believe she was with E! News, she said to Tiffany, um, give us the inside scoop as to what goes on inside. And in response to that, Tiffany said, um, there's not enough food. There's not enough food. And she learned last year that they never have enough food. So this year she decided to bring her own food that I have absolutely no problem with. I am a black woman who has gone to events and carried food in my purse because I have known that either the event was not going to start on time, I have known that there was not going to be food, or I have known that there would not be enough food, or I have known that I wouldn't like the food that was being served. So I may have snuck some chips in my purse or, you know, a piece of this or a piece of that in my purse But I didn't tell anybody. You know what I'm saying? Like, there's a way to do things. But that, honestly, I didn't have a problem with. She opened her purse and she showed that she had, like, fried chicken in a plastic bag, like a Ziploc bag or something like that. And she was like, you know, I bought this with me because it's never enough food. What I have a problem with is her giving the um, journalist a piece of the chicken and then proceeding to say, we got a white woman eating chicken, y'all. Ma'am, Tiffany, come here. Let's have a talk. I have been watching Tiffany's career since Girls Trip, like most of America. And, I mean, as the typical American story goes, she had been grinding way before Girls Trip came out. But that movie was like, and if you don't know what Girls Trip is, it's about this group of friends from college. It's four of them. It was her, Jada Pinkett Smith, Queen Latifah, and Regina Hall. They all link up to go to New Orleans for Essence Fest, and it's just like this girl's trip. So anyway, that movie was like her catapult to becoming a household name, um, just having that household status. Now, like many black people, or I would hope many black people, I am happy to see when any of us wins, especially if you've been practicing, if you've been mastering your craft way before I hear about you, because to me, it's the groundwork that you put in to build that foundation when it seems like no one is looking at you, when it seems like nobody's checking for you, when it seems like um, everything you're doing is just going unrecognized, that groundwork is really what helps to sustain you in the long run, believe it or not. 
Um, and that's just a, a gem or a lesson to any of you, y'all, you all, like, if you feel like you're just putting in all this work and you feel like nobody's paying you any attention, you feel like you're not getting recognized, please remember that it is not outside validation that you need, um, to really see the worth or to see, uh, your recognition in anything that you want to do. Don't worry about who's looking at you. Just build that foundation because if you build a solid foundation, you'll have something strong to stand upon when people finally do look at you and you are finally getting recognized, but you'll know that you've already put in this work. But that's another conversation for another time, another podcast episode. Back to Tiffany. I am still happy for her. Don't get me wrong. This episode is not about me dragging her this is not about me reading her this is not about me um talking down to her anything like that but tiff sis we gotta talk because i'm starting to feel like you either don't have people around you to tell you better or you just don't care and i really hope that it's not that you don't care so let's address some things so I told you all that I, I've watched a few videos, I've listened to a few things here and there um, on both ends of the spectrum. People that didn't care that she did it, people that disagreed with it, people that just thought it was funny. I've listened to all sides of it and I watched a video on YouTube and it is by a YouTuber. He is King of Reads um, and he said a few things that I agree with about the situation and you are more than welcome to go and watch the video yourself if you want to see what I'm talking about. But one thing that he said that I really identify with was um, the things when you look outside of the action and you try to pinpoint what the intent of the things that Tiffany does is, you really do come up blank. Like, what is your intent for doing certain things? And I believe, like, as people, you have to be very intentional with anything you do. You have to be intentional with things that you say. You have to be intentional with your actions. And if you aren't intentional, I just feel like you're blowing in the wind. And Tiffany is one of those things right now. Like, you're just blowing in the wind, sis, because there's no intent behind your actions. There's no intent behind the things you say. So he said it's becoming like very performative, like very um, just stereotypical of black behavior and really just reinforcing ideas, long held ideas that people already have have or hold about black people in general. And you're performing those things out loud in public on a stage for people to say, you know what? I knew it. I knew pe black people were like that. See, Tiffany Haddish did it. And for some people, you know, some people say, well, Tiffany is not the um, the representative of all black people. I agree with that as well. But one thing that I have learned is that some people will never be exposed or will never be in a position to just be around black people. There are some people of other races, other nationalities who see what is on TV and take that as that's what black people are. That's what black people do. That's what black people like because they don't go seeking out black people to be friends with. They don't go seeking out black people um, and really just trying to learn about us. Only people know black history is black people. And sometimes we don't even know black history. But that just goes to show like we don't have people seeking out our culture. We don't have people trying to find other images or other um just things that black people like and do outside of what they see on TV, what these celebrities do or what they see on television shows. And when I watched this video, I scrolled to the bottom of it and there was a comment that said, um, 
Tiffany has become a caricature of a black woman. And y'all know I love my definitions. I love my definitions. So it's definition time. And according to dictionary.com, caricature is defined as any limitation or copy so distorted or inferior as to be ludicrous. And according to Merriam-Webster, caricature is defined as an exaggeration by means of often ludicrous distortion of parts or characteristics. Again, that comment said that she has become a caricature of a black woman. So remember that definition and remember that comment. Little story time. I went to an HBCU. I went to what I believe to be the best HBCU, which is Florida Agriculture and Mechanical University, which sits on one of the highest of seven hills, actually the highest of seven hills in Tallahassee, Florida. But when I was at FAMU, on that campus, there is a Black History Museum. Um, I guess you can say it's a Black History Museum. It is called the Black Archives. And I don't know if it's there anymore. I mean, it should be the the exhibit I'm going to talk about, but... In that building was a room that had extremely old artifacts from when black people were represented on boxes, on programs, in plays, on stages, and in marketing materials of that time. This is like the early 1900s, right? And we were represented as caricatures. When you go inside that room and you look at the images of what they perceive black people to be or what they drew us as, they would draw black people to be people of um, huge lips and they will make the lips bright red or bright pink and they make us look like we have these huge eyes, these really wide noses because to them that was what black was. That was how we looked. Okay? That is a caricature. And back then, they would have what were called menstrual shows. So let's have a quick refresher since we're going down history lane here a minstrel show was um a popular stage entertainment like a form of entertainment back then because remember they didn't have tv they didn't have radio or anything like that and they would have these stage performances featuring songs dances and comic dialogue in highly conventionalized patterns usually performed by white actors in blackface and it was developed in the u.s in the early and mid 19th century this is why i go so hard about blackface this is why i go so hard about prada gucci burberry all of them acting uh like they just don't know that these things are a part of our history and then wanting to come back and apologize later. I'm not with it. I'm not with it. But that's why I get hot when I see blackface. And <sighs> when I see people mock people of color on television and film in a way that is making fun of a stereotype, I get really upset about that. So let's draw this back to how Tiffany plays into that picture and she plays into that stereotype and that caricature. What I'm seeing from Tiffany now is bordering on a modern day minstrel show, to be completely honest. And I just can't find where someone would consciously put fried chicken in their purse, go into the Met Gala, um, and it not being for a reaction like, you... It could have went without being said. You know what I'm saying? Even if she did slip up and say, 
oh, I put chicken in my purse. Like, you didn't have to go that further step and say, here, get a piece, and then look at the camera and say, oh, we got a white woman eating fried chicken at the Met Gala, y'all. Like, as if it's some foreign thing, as if white people don't eat chicken, as if fried chicken just belongs to black people. Like, girl, what? Like, I don't know about y'all, but I've been to Popeye's, I've been to KFC, I've been to Lindy's Chicken and any other chicken spot you can possibly think of. I've been there and I have been there when white people have been there. That's not foreign. That's not some foreign thing. And for her to say that, it really made a subtle association that reinforces that stereotype that we've been working years to negate. When people um, talked about us in the early 19th century even now, like back then, it was always black people love fried chicken, black people love watermelon, period. Like that was the association. And Tiffany really played into that when she attended the Met Gala and popped that chicken out of her purse. Sis, get it together. Like, don't set us back, Tiffany. Don't don't set us back. And some of you may be saying like, well, she's just one person. But when you have a platform that you are so blessed to have, I'm sorry, but it comes with responsibilities, whether you like it or not. Um, You don't ask for those responsibilities. You don't ask to be the mouthpiece for a group of people or a race of people, but it just comes with territory. Like it comes with the territory, whether you're a celebrity or not. At my graduate school, in my program, at my graduate school, There are like five black people, y'all. I'm not even kidding. Five black people in the whole program. Did any of us ask to be the mouthpiece for the black race when we have class discussions that veer off to race, as they often do, because we're in marketing and we talk about different groups of people, different nationalities, what resonates with black people, what resonates with Asian people, what resonates with white people, what resonates with Latinos and Hispanic people. We have to talk about that. But when we start having those discussions in class, we aren't asking to be the mouthpiece of black people. We're not doing that. But at the same time, even though we didn't ask for it, I wouldn't dare sit in class where sometimes I may be the closest that some of these people will get to a black person, you know? So I wouldn't dare sit there and act ignorant or act oblivious to the things that I know black people are facing, even if I'm not facing those issues personally. But I just know that in that time, in that space around those people, I have to be a representative of that. And sometimes they think that black people aren't exposed to certain things, that they think that black people are inferior or they think that black people don't know certain things. They're not as smart. Like that's a real thing y'all and sometimes you have to be the the image or the thing that breaks that down like breaks that association that they have built up in their mind from years and years of just things that they've seen on tv because they haven't had any black friends they haven't been around any black children or anything like that so it's the same goes for tiffany if it's going on with me in school like the same goes with tiffany she has a huge platform she's on a world stage even though you didn't ask for this responsibility, it's yours. Like, it's yours. And this leads me into another example. And this is when I started to feel some type of way about Tiffany. This was the Emmys. I believe it was at the end of last year. She had just won an Emmy. 
I can't remember what role it was for or anything like that, but she won an Emmy and she was asked a question. And I'm going to play the clip for you right here. Hey, Abby. So the opening was great with all the talk of diversity and how it's the most diverse group of nominees ever. But Twitter right now kind of seems to have a backlash about how there have been only white winners tonight and how we still have so far to go. And there were so many wonderful actors and writers in all of the different categories that were nominated. Do you have any thoughts of how we kind of get to that next hurdle? Girl, no, I'm, I'm not. Um, I don't know how to do that. I didn't go to college for that. Um, I didn't even go to college, or nor uh, do I know how to solve problems like that. If you was asking me how to structure a joke, I could help you with that part. But what you're talking about right now, I don't know. I don't know. All I know is how to do my job. That's somebody else's job. I don't know that. I don't know. Can't answer that one for you. But I won the other night. Do y'all see what I'm saying? Do you see what I'm saying? Like, what was that to say? Um, there were so many ways that you... I felt like when I first saw the clip, I felt like she got nervous. And I feel like she genuinely did not know how she should address the topic of diversity. She genuinely did not have any um, solutions to the problem. But if that is the case, say that. Say, you know what, Abby? I don't have any solutions to the problem right now. I don't know of any, but I'm going to go back to my people and we're going to brainstorm some solutions to this issue. Period. The end. But for her to say, I don't know nothing about that. I didn't go to college for that. I didn't even go to college. Like, hold up. Now you're reinforcing this idea that black people are uneducated, um, that we don't go to school, that we don't believe in education. Like, those are the reinforcements, the negative reinforcements that Tiffany is reinforcing in people. These are the things that um, are really just setting us back. And I believe that to be true. You may disagree with me. And that's okay. Again, varying opinions make the world go around. I believe that. But you have to be an image. You have to be someone who is trying to break barriers for those coming after you. And what really, really rubbed me the wrong way was her ending the statement with, but I won. What is that to say? Did you really win? Like you have a trophy for now. But is anyone going to remember you in history for breaking barriers for those coming after you? When you are in a position like that, um, to be the first, I believe she was the first black female stand-up comedian to host Saturday Night Live. Um, you need to bust the door down for people coming after you. Like, it's not just about you. And I feel like it's a very selfish standpoint and ideology to have of this, oh, I won. Like, but you got to get yours I don't really care about the rest of y'all. I don't really care about diversity. I don't really care about inclusion and writers and those that are coming after me because I won. Like, that is just so selfish. And I don't agree with it at all. And I had to go back to that because I really just let it slide. Um, after I saw it, after the Emmys, I really let it slide. And I let her New Year's performance slide when she got um, on the stage in Miami. I didn't go. I didn't pay my money for it. And she bombed the show. Like, she bombed her set because she said that she had a little too much to drink. Like, sis, you need to know your limits. And I just feel like I keep making excuses, and we as a people keep making excuses for her. But we need to start holding our people accountable and start really just telling them, look, until you get this together, we can't support you. We can't um, go and see your movies. We can't be commenting on your Instagram. We can't be boosting you up, and you're out here saying ignorant stuff. 
and you're being a representative of us as a people. So I got that off my chest. That's my that's my whole deal. That's how I feel right now about Tiffany Haddish, you know, with the whole chicken thing. And it's not just about the chicken thing. It's just about reinforcing negative stereotypes. I'm a black woman who loves chicken. Yes, I do. But not all black people love chicken. And just for you to be like, oh, we got a white woman eating chicken, y'all. Like, how dare you? How dare you? That's like having... I, I'm not even going to go down that road, but that's just how I feel today, y'all, and I had really had to get that off my chest. Please know that I started not to even talk about it on here because I was like, it might be a little too controversial, but I felt like it needed to be said. So there we have it. That is my um, my vent session about that. So thank you all so much for listening. Please, if you are not already following us on Instagram, follow us on Instagram at Carefree and Black Diaries. And also follow the Twitter at Carefree, B-L-K-P-O-D. Um, those who won the giveaways for the one year anniversary, I am going to get your things in the mail this week. This week, I'm going to get them in the mail and I do plan on messaging all of you all, hopefully just to um, let you know that it's been sent off. So yeah, follow us to stay updated. Thank you all so much for listening and tuning in and still supporting me in this podcast. Don't forget to stay black and carefree and we'll see you next time in the next episode of the Carefree and Black Diaries. Bye, guys.